the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Hi, I'm Rob Black. Welcome to my show. The great and almighty Wizard of Oz. Taking you to retirement. With ease, I tell you. Success or failure starts at the top. I grew up listening to a lot of sports radio um, on the East Coast. I'm a big fan of ice hockey, the NHL. So I'd listen to the games because I thought there's a guy on who did the East Coast games called Ron Weber. He just had a fun voice to listen to. And I, I don't know what I liked about it, but I liked it. I like the idea of listening to hockey games because it's it's a fast-moving sport. And the guy who talks about it has to be able to paint the picture of what's happening pretty much so instantaneously, right? I think so. But my point being is that you spend a lot of time listening to radio. You, you hear other people who are experts who've done it for a long time say things, and sometimes you steal those. In this case, talking about franchises, the Washington Redskins had an owner, Jack Kent Cook, and he was a rascally old guy who's like, we're the greatest football team ever. And he would pay his coaches a lot of money. Think about Tim Cook and some of the management choices he has that he's stolen from Burberry, Louis Vuitton, um, some of the best uh, industrial designers in the world. He's spending big bucks to retain top talent, and Jack Kent Cook did too. He had a general manager who will eventually go in the Hall of Fame, Charlie Casserly. He had a head coach, Joe Gibbs, who already went into the Hall of Fame. And he told them, anything you need, you let me know, and I'll write you a check. Success or failure starts at the top. And that's why you have to get to know the company's CEO and then their board positions. Board of directors can be incredibly passive, but they can be active too. And they can tell you, you know, they could show you where the company's thinking it needs some leadership. For instance, if, and this is just hypothetical, if Tesla had Visa on, uh, CEO of Visa on their board, that may be because they want to learn a little bit more about the payment industries and cars and the ability to go to a gas station, never pull anything out. Your car automatically talks to the pump, and the transaction happens. Is that going to happen in our lifetime? It's going to happen in our lifetime. I'm going to have a heart attack like I'm having right now. Okay, so I may still live, heart attack over. I may still live to see that day. Success or failure starts at the top. Think about your company that you work for now. Would you agree with that statement? I can give you an idea on success or failure starting at the top and why it's so important as a stock picker to understand this. 
Um, I manage one son's soccer team. I don't manage the other one because the club won't allow it. It's a no-no. Can't do two clubs at once. But my club, we win all our games because we're prepared. I get the schedule set. I get the equipment set. I have extra equipment. I talk to the parents before the game, during the game, after the game. I talk to the kids. I get them motivated. Paint the hair red kind of stuff. And the manager for the my other son, she stinks. She's new at it. She's behind the curve. She doesn't get everything done. When Barcelona scores, the parents go crazy and they're they're very happy for their kids. When the other team scores, they're you know we're we're, we're good. We're cheer. We we get our kids motivated. When my other son's team scores, nothing. It's like crickets. And I'll be honest with you, success or failure starts at the top. The club appoints who's going to manage, and then the manager has to interact with the coach. It's the same thing with stocks. The sooner you see that, that success or failure starts at the top. You know, if you own NVIDIA or if you own Facebook, you owe it to yourself to say, has Mark Zuckerberg made me more money than less? Has Mark Zuckerberg had a career where he's been able to bounce back from negatives? Or has there been negatives which has sank his M? Success or failure starts at the top. I would not go to battle or war, because that's a dumb analogy in this day and age. But I believe in Sheryl Sandberg and Mark Zuckerberg and others at Facebook. Mr. Stamos, who's in the process of leaving the company as a security officer, is one of the best in the nation. They didn't say, let's get someone off the street to do our security issues. And the fact that Facebook is having security issues tells you it's a little bit of a problem. It's a big company. It's a big issue. And you can have the best positions. And for them, it's trouble. So understand success failure always starts at the top. And if you don't have time to read an annual report, don't buy stocks. And if you don't have time to get to know the board of directors, don't buy stocks. I could probably come up with a portfolio without knowing. If you give me 100 stocks, I could probably pick 20 to put in a portfolio just off the board of directors. You don't have to give me any names of the company. You don't have to give me any revenues. You don't have to give me any earnings. Just the executive's resumes. So you too need to start thinking like that, hopefully sooner rather than later. Success or failure starts at the top. Sharing information when you're a, ma- a soccer manager is super important. Getting the, the data right super important. Prepping the parents, super important. Prepping the kids, important. Helping the coach uh, win his game, super important. I know you're saying, that's a weak tie. Okay, maybe it is. Maybe it is. So President Trump is getting ready to talk about NAFTA with Mexico. And we don't know if it's going to be unscripted, unbalanced, off the cuff, there's going to be a phone call in, included in the press conference. And you're like, well, a phone call? We don't typically do that. Work with it. NASDAQ's up 18% this year. It's pretty good. 
A lot of people say so goes Fang, Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Netflix, Google. So goes the NASDAQ. And there's some truth to that because it's a market-weighted index. Silicon Valley is up to some of its interesting dilemmas. There's a secretive driverless car company called Zooks. They fired their CEO last week. Now, again, driverless car company, probably getting investor money, venture capital money. They just got to $500 million, and out of nowhere, they oust their CEO. Success or failure starts at the top. What's this telling you? They just got $500 million in, in venture capital money and their CEO left. Could you imagine writing a check? I'm going to write you a check for $10 million because uh, I really believe in your company. You're a young startup company, and I think you're strapping and you're good looking and you're going to do great. Wait, your, your CEO just got fired? Give me my check back. So that's out there. Um, a lot of venture capital companies, not venture capital companies, a lot of startup companies don't know how to do it. They don't have the management for it. They'll get, you know, a guy who used to sell refrigerators trying to sell software as a service. That's not the easiest thing to pull. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show. New seminar announced today on my page at robblackshow.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money investing, and more. One of the financial lessons I learned early on was that my dad was a bit of a jerk. He would give my mother a certain allowance, and my mom had six kids. Wow, talking about a litter. Five boys and a girl. My dad would give her an allowance to take care of the family needs, whether it be food, clothes, sports gear. And my dad was you know, more than generous. There's not one moment in my child life that I said, you know, I, I don't have pants to wear or I'm hungry. I was probably never once hungry. Now, how much of that was my mom? How much was my dad? I, I don't know. But one of the lessons I learned was you have to have a budget. My mom had to make like 200 to $400 go really, really far in a month. And, you know, my dad didn't mind spending money on his stuff. So I think first and foremost, that teaches us that budgeting is part of life. My mom did something kind of interesting. You know what her hobby was? I started this hour by saying, I don't know what my hobby is going to be in retirement. I have no clue. And it's really important to have something to do in retirement. You know, if I'm going to set something up like, I'm going to scuba dive. Well, I could probably only scuba dive for about 10 years, and then my body's going to start saying no. And then I'm like, well, I'm going to hike. Well, I could probably only hike for about 10 years, and my hips are going to say no. So what am I going to do? Am I going to take dance classes? (laughs) No. I don't want to be that creepy guy. The one guy in a dance class. and No. My mom did something. Her hobby was estate sales. She loved going shopping on Saturday and Sunday when my dad was home. And, you know, enough brothers were there to take care of the younger ones. 
state sales can be a gold mine for shoppers. And don't be surprised if you walk into an estate sale where everything is tagged for sale, even appliances, fixtures, window treatments. This is when having a truck kicks butt. And if you can line up your estate sales, like my mom would line up three or four that she would go to with her friend Kay, which for the record now, my mom's over 80 and she can't go estate sale shopping. Again, tying into what hobby are you going to have? You know what her hobby is now? Watching TV and waiting to die. How depressing is that? So everything could potentially be on sale at an estate sale. Furniture. You can get a vanity with a mirror and a bench. The kids don't want it. They want to sell it. Mom and dad are dead. They've moved on. Maybe they didn't die. Maybe they're just in, in Florida, which is kind of like dying. But there's websites like Fine Estate Sales, National Estate Sales Association. I know you're saying, is there really a national estate sales association that someone is, uh, is in charge of and someone's making money for it? It's, it's certainly not going to be a free organization, right? Average number of baby boomers turning 65 each day for the next 20 years, 10,000. Estimated value of items sold each month at estate sales, over $100 million. Estimated increase in the number of estate sale companies operating since 2006, up 650%. I didn't even know there were estate sale companies. And it's creepy because when you go to NESA, National Estate Sale Association.com, you'll see some pictures of like a house and there's like 50, 70 people lined up to go into it. Because someone's died or someone's moved on, and we want their window treatments, we want their appliances, we want anything that we can get on sale. It, and my mom kind of taught me that. Uh, you can go into a house and get vintage tools, and let's say you like to paint rusty things. You can get a lot of rusty things at an estate sale. But you could also get like egg beaters that were you know, made out of hand drills in the early 1900s that are you can probably get for pennies. And if you were to buy them brand new, they're going to cost you multiple dollars. Uh, I'm not so sure about clothes. It's not like my mom or dad ever had a good high sense of fashion. I don't. I wear a hoodie, t-shirt, jeans, and sneakers every day. Every day. For TV, I wear a button-down and a jacket. With jeans, you never see the jeans because I'm on a desk. I'm not angry like Gary Radnich. Radnich was an angry guy. He went down angry. I just, I think you're looking for information. I don't think you're looking for suits. You can get jewelry pretty cheap at an estate sale. You can get a unique cut of jewelry that might have been bought 50, 70, 80 years ago. If you host dinner parties, great place to pick up, you know, plates and, you know, new patterns. So there was even a moment in time where PBS was doing a lot of stuff like, let's see what we could find at the estate sale. And someone would bring in, I brought the, I bought a vintage typewriter at an estate sale for $10. What's it worth? And someone will look at it, and he'll look at it, and he'll look at it, and he'll go, your $10 typewriter is actually an antique worth 
$55. You're like, oh, that's disappointing. I thought you were going to say $1 million. I thought you were going to tell me it's a vintage Svorsky crystal figurine that sold for $1 million. But estate sales are pretty fun. It's To me, it's that's a good date. Men, women, under 30, you don't have to go to the movies. You don't have to go to dinner. Go to an estate sale. Walk around. Take some time. Books are gross. That's one thing I don't like about estate sales is other people's books. Ugh. Just grosses me out for some reason. I know you're saying it grosses you out. I know, right? I've got issues. I know. I know that I have issues, but I'm, I'm pretty comfortable with that, right? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. I was always a fun date because I did come up with, with fun ideas like going to the grocery store and buying a picnic. So 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Children's Advil is being recalled after some mislabeling. Do you remember back in, the, I want to say the late 70s, early 80s, Tylenol? There was a, someone was going in Tylenol and put poison in them. So people were, some people were dying. And you would have thought Tylenol was cancer. Like, no one would buy Tylenol for about a year. And people started buying Tylenol again, and it's, it's totally erased that bad press. <laughs> JetBlue, first fee, check bags now 30 bucks, up in the game from 25 to 30 It's interesting. The airlines do a thing where if one of them raises fares, the other one raises fares, and they all raise fares. If, if it doesn't stick... Then the per- first person to raise the fare drops it back again. God, I hate being nickel and dime. If you want to charge $30, $50 extra for a seat, I'll pay it. I think the flying across country for $300 is a bargain. I think flying a bag across country for $30 bucks is, a, is a ripoff. Isn't it funny how crazy we get? I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we could talk about money, investing, and more. Um, the NAFTA story is a big business story of the day, in my opinion. But it doesn't take away from other sub-stories of both market and our lives. U.S.-Mexico agree to a NAFTA deal as Canada awaits talks. That's a big thing. Do you remember going back in your brain to Ross Perot and how upset he got about NAFTA and trade with Mexico and how he was going to make America great again? Something like that, right? President Donald Trump has signed off on a bilateral agreement with Mexico to revamp the North American Free Trade Agreement. I heard Mohamed El Arian talk this morning, he said, there's probably about a 60% chance that what Trump is doing leads us to better trade deals. 
I don't know how you handicap something like that. But it's interesting to me that we see very much so in black and white. And isn't the beauty in gray? Dow reclaims 26,000. He knows what's good and bad. El Trumpo. I saw also on a, there's a 45% chance now, according to like the guy who does the SPN stats, that Trump gets impeached by the end of this year. And I think that's really coming down to maybe there's a 45% chance Democrats take back Congress. I don't know how, you know, if there's more in it than that. One of my favorite speaker companies, if you're going to have a service like Spotify or Apple Music, for the love of God, for the love of, of, of Peter, don't listen to that stuff on your Apple speakers or your, you know, $4 speakers that you have in your office. Sonos <clears throat> makes speakers that are worth listening to. And they came public not that long ago. And guess what? Analysts are starting to come out with their recommendations. Here's how it works. Company says, we're private. We want to come public. We want to talk to people who can bring us public. People who have research teams. People who have got financing teams. And ta-da, sure enough, people say, well, we'll, we'll scratch your back and lend you some money. We'll scratch your back and get you your IPO done. We'll scratch your back and, and do that, but... You know, we want a piece of the, the banking action. And sure enough, about 30 days after a company comes public, companies come out and start saying things like, we're starting our coverage with a buy. Given the premium-priced hardware with low recurring revenue, it's difficult to see a breakout growth. So that's not the most positive analyst comment, but it's true. When you buy a speaker, you pretty much so dusted after that. There's not a lot of add-ons. There's not a lot of sex appeal to it from a business standpoint. Hardware. Now, they are in an enviable position. Now, when an analyst says that, that's, that's a good thing. Focus on high-end speakers. But on the negative, increasingly competitive landscape. So you're starting to get that analysts can teach you what to look for, what not to look for, and how to feel about it. Any company that's thrown out their their first opinions on Sonos, I like, okay, here's where I'm going to get into a little bit of trouble. I have standards. I know it's your standards. Um, I want, okay, let's go back to dating. When I was 18, I was like, okay, I'll date maybe a 16-year-old, but anything less than that is just not mature enough. When I was 25, I was like, okay, I'll date an 18-year-old, but anything less than that's just not mature enough. Then when I was 35, I was like, okay, I'll date a 21-year-old, but anything less than that's just not mature enough. And you're saying, you're climbing a sexist tree, and you're going you're gonna to have trouble falling out of this one without hurting yourself. I kind of am. But you have standards. And, for instance, I'm using an age standard. With Sonos, they're publicly traded. They're an initial public offering. So what you can call them is... Under 18. And that's portfolio bait. That's jail bait. That's a problem for me. I want a company who's gone... I want a company who's gone through four seasons. I know you're saying, please don't sing a song about seasons. Don't, don't, don't do the Seasons of Love song from Rent. Don't do it. 
See, I want a company that has gone through four seasons. You know, uh, a year of earnings. Reporting to Wall Street four times. Show Wall Street what you want to show them. Let the analysts start figuring it out. I can't buy I can't buy Sonos until they're at least a year old. I have standards. It's Gilly. Hi, Gilly. One of the funnier Saturday Night Live characters. Underappreciated. Underappreciated. So that's my opinion on on Sonos. And I know you're saying, but if you you, you buy Facebook in the first year, I bought Facebook after a big dip. And I'm allowed to change my mind. If Sonos has a big dip, I might say, woo. Dip your chip in my dip chip. I always wanted to have a friend named Chip. And then I wanted to invite him over to have dip and chips. So I could say, dip your chip in my dip chip. I know you're saying, you really want a friend named Chip? I can find you one. Good. So NAFTA's out there. Sonos is less than a year old. Unless it has a big, 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 big fall, like under the IPO price, like Facebook did. Just not interested. One in three Americans have less than $5,000 saved for retirement. I'll tell you what. Talking about weird, sexist statements. There's those that have and those that don't have. And there's a lot of power. With money comes power. Whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, I just think that there's some truth in that. I was watching an HBO special last night, that sports one, Real Sports. And they're talking about doing away with, and I was fascinated by this, they were talking about doing away with the pretty women who, in England, darts is a sport. I know you're saying, no way. Darts is a sport that people watch on TV. They go to clubs. They pay tickets. They watch the best dart players in the world. I know you're saying, no I know you're saying it. It's kind of like bowling. No, darts is worse than bowling, in my opinion. But there's a point in time in Britain where they, they're in England, in the UK, just off Scotland's coast, um, that they had these really sexy women like, you know, booth babes or cheerleaders walk up with a guy who's about to throw a dart Holding his arm or him holding her arm. And it's just the ultimate in sexist. And, and Real Sports did a thing last night or last week. I've had it on tape. And I like Real Sports. It's one of my shows that I actually enjoy when I have some time to sit down and unwind. And they, they brought up the question of, shouldn't we do away? In England, they're doing away with the, the, the sexy girls, the sexy dark girls. Shouldn't we do away with cheerleaders? And they had one cheerleader, head cheerleader from the Denver Broncos. And she was just adamantly defending, like, we make all our cheerleaders. They either have to be going to college full-time or have to have a full-time job to show women that they have a career. And Brian Gumbel and everyone are like, don't you think it's kind of weird that they're shaking their stuff? And do we need that in sports today? Isn't the sport enough? Oh, no. It's it's all about the entertainment package. And I, I, I couldn't be more done with cheerleaders. But then again, I, I started thinking about it, and the question was brought up. You're taking jobs away from people. And if a woman has her foot in the world of professional football as a cheerleader, at least she has her foot in the world of professional football. Before we take away that cheerleading job, maybe we should find some other jobs that they can do. And like some teams like Dallas Mavericks, they're going to less skimpy outfits. And you can just hear the people boo. 
there's two professional male cheerleaders this year. I think one's in L.A. and one, I'm not sure, the other team. I want to say Seattle, but that may or may not be right. And I could just hear the drunk guys harassing. I could just hear it. And I'll tell you what, when I was 20, that was fun. But when you're when you have a kid, you're like, would you please be quiet? Like, please just anything other than harass people. So I don't want to take jobs away from people, but it does bring up a lot of hashtag me too's and questions on where we're going in society. If we're going to be mad at over sexualizing women, should we be over sexualizing women and should women let themselves be over sexualized or is it taking a job? Is it not taking a job? It was a pretty good philosophical question and, and some people can handle it and some people can't this is what it comes down to so I started the segment by saying one in three Americans have less than $5,000 saved for retirement and I want to get back to that because to, to me that's tragedy the vast majority of Americans 78% say they're extremely or somewhat concerned about not having enough money for retirement can you imagine having less than $5,000 and how sexy and how powerful you're going to be if you have a million dollars in retirement and 33% of people have less than 5000 Do you realize how much power is going to shift to those who have money in the coming years? But then again, the voting, one man, one vote, whether you're poor or rich, we are in for a heap of change in our society. And one of them... You know, the paychecks are getting bigger than 40 years ago, but the purchasing power is not budging and the savings not adding up. We got a lot. We got a lot to worry about. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, or Rob Black Show. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I've got a great pianist joke, but I'm not allowed to tell it on radio. So if you ever see me in person, come ask me about my piano joke. It's actually a pretty good joke uh, about finding a genie in a bottle. Um, but that's neither here nor there. So when she's nine and a half years old, her family immigrated from the Soviet Union to the United States. Do you ever stop and think about words like immigration, IMM, to come into, to leave as EMI? We learn these words for reasons, right? Anyhow, and anyway, I'm digressing. I know you're saying, if you like Regina Spectre, you must like Joni Mitchell. I hate Joni Mitchell. If you like Regina Spectre, you must like Andy DeFranco. I hate Andy DeFranco. So I'm kind of picky the way I go about it. I did go to see um, Regina Spectre at the Little Fox Theater about three or four years ago. And uh, I went with my sugar burger. And... It felt like we might have been the only male-female couple there. So you look at Regina Spector and you go, okay, does she market to women? Does she market to women-women couples? And I, you know, I don't know that, but I can tell you that, that when you start seeing things like that, that's when you become a great investor. When you start seeing that you know, Apple's going to come out with a bigger phone... And Apple's all about being a, a status symbol, right? We don't need a $1,000 phone. We're not going to the moon. Boom, boom, boom. I'm going to the moon. No, we're not going to the moon. We don't need it, but yet it, it is a status symbol. And I've misplaced my AirPods, and I'm distraught. I think they're in my 
I, I think I know where they are, but I think they're 400 miles away from me at this point in time. Maybe 250 miles away from you. Yeah, they're in there. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. I've totally digressed. I'm so, so sorry. Please forgive me. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. So, Sonos is pulling back, and I do like IPOs when they get beneath their IPO price because it tells me something of maybe people are misunderstanding. Big story of the day is Dow reclaims 26,000 level as Trump tweets that a big deal is looking good. Looking good with Mexico. And that makes me want to pull out the, uh, you look marvelous. Right? Uh, Suddenly, things with Mexico are looking good. And we'll see. There's a lot of details that we got to know. Um... Steph Curry, is he the greatest basketball player of all time? Uh, greatest three-point shooter? I don't know. He has a personal crusade. What's his personal crusade? Equal pay for women. And it kind of makes sense, right? He's got a strong mother. He's got a strong wife. And he's got two beautiful daughters. So if that were you, you would say, you know, Let's close this pay gap in this country because every day the pay gap is there. It's affecting the country and it's affecting women. And every day when there's a pay gap, it's sending the wrong message to women about who they are. This show today has taken on a weird, weird uh, cheerleaders. Cheerleaders should be banned or not banned. Um, Steph Curry talking about women and getting paid equally. Women working full time in the United States made 83 cents for every dollar that a man made. If you don't think that adds up, I'll ask any man to trade their social security with any woman. And uh, you're going to find that most men will be like, no, 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 I don't want to do that. And yet, in retirement, we're kind of like, it's one of the great equalizers, right? We're no longer all working, but someone's getting paid more than others. So I think there's going to be some income inequality, not only for those who saved versus who did it, but for men versus women. So my dad did a good thing with his retirement plan. He basically let my mother get full funding of it when he died, which was great because, you know, he, he, he got less, but over time it's equaled more. September is a great time to start thinking about snagging deals. I was looking at some Apple research today about their bigger and more colorful phones coming out this fall. And that just reminds me that the iPhone 7 is about to become a very good deal. Just like the iPhone 8. Not a very good deal. A very good deal compared to other new product offerings. So September's a pretty good time to consider phones. September, not so good of a time to get a TV. There's few excellent times to get TVs. One's late November when Black Friday deals roll out. Last year, Best Buy had a 50-inch sharp LED smart 4K TV in-store for $179. That's a pretty good 50-inch TV, 4K, $180. Woo! But that comes in November, Black Friday does, or the Super Bowl. That's the only time to buy TVs. Phones, best time. If you're cool and you could buy last year's model or the year before model, September. Because in the next couple of weeks, we're going to be talking about... uh, 
We're going to be talking about the big Apple reveal of what's coming out this year. Plane tickets are cheaper in September if you're going to be traveling in October, November, December. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, saving you some money, getting your retirement, loving you. Save money because most people aren't saving enough. I'm Rob Black. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.